Hello and welcome to the ODI podcast, where we share inspiring stories about data use and impacts around the world. I'm Izzy Champion, and today's edition is all about using open data for public services. It's April 2018, and we've just wrapped up projects with teams around the UK who have been exploring using open data for public service delivery. As part of the ODI's innovation programme, we funded four teams to explore how open data could be used to improve public services, making them more efficient, innovative and citizen-focused. They work to create tools and share learnings that can be reused by other public sector organisations. We asked the teams to tell us about their experiences, the successes and challenges, so that others working to improve public services can explore how using open data can support service transformation and delivery. But before we move on, let's introduce each of the teams and hear a little bit about each project. Doncaster Council worked with service design agency UsCreates to explore the careers information, advice and guidance service for young people across the borough. Careers data in Doncaster is currently fragmented and difficult to access. The team explored helping young people get better, tailored information about their careers options for training, education and employment. Here's Kat Drew, director at UsCreates, to tell us more. So in Doncaster, the Education and Skills Commission highlighted that careers advice um, was an area of particular concern. And although it's not the local council that provides the careers advice service in itself, that's for schools, colleges and training providers to do, the council is, however, really responsible for the outcomes that that brings, particularly the people not in education Um, employment or training. And so the council in Doncaster is leading a partnership to improve the delivery of careers advice and information. And we wanted this project to use open data to democratise careers information so that learners and parents could have better information about careers and educational opportunities, which in, in a very, very different way from currently. North Lanarkshire Council is on a mission to improve economic opportunities and outcomes for all and has an open by default data policy for non-sensitive data. The council worked with the open data organisation Urban Tide and service designers We Are Snook to apply this open approach to its business rates data. This helped them better understand the demand for data and reduce freedom of information requests. Peter Tolland, Chief Information Officer at North Lanarkshire Council explains. The service we chose to redesign was non-domestic rates. Um, We thought long and hard about this, But what we ended up doing was we put it through a freedom of information filter, if you like. So it was the one that raised the most freedom of information inquiries. And when we were talking to the service, they told us it was taking up an awful lot of their time to answer the inquiries and do all the necessary work around it. I think one of the biggest problems we had with the the data and and how we would do this was it was the, the manual way they were doing things. So they were telling us it was taking an awful lot of time to actually produce the relevant data sets and we felt that if we could do something to help with that, it would help move the council forward. The Kent Energy Efficiency Partnership, or KEEP, is committed to reducing fuel poverty. Fuel poverty has short and long-term detrimental effects on physical and mental health. Working with Kent County Council, Us Creates and Whole Systems Partnership, the team looked at data sets from across the NHS and the wider public sector to more effectively identify and help those at risk of fuel poverty. Here's Dr Abraham George, consultant in public health at Kent County Council. So the purpose of choosing the topic of fuel poverty for this project was 
based on discussions that I had with the colleagues uh, from representing the Kent Energy Efficiency Partnership, which were mainly the Kent District Councils. And an essential prerequisite or a requirement for them to actually deliver their services is, is around access to health data to actually help them target their services more efficiently and more effectively to households that are target, targeting fuel poverty. While in discussions with them, we realized that actually there doesn't seem to be a logical approach around how to actually use health data and link it with their data to actually start to do that kind of analysis. Before becoming London's first borough of culture for 2019, Waltham Forest wanted to explore how data could be used to grow engagement in arts and culture. The council worked with the audience agency and technology box to use Wi-Fi access point technology to capture data and map user journeys within Vestry House Museum in Walthamstow. The museum is a historical site and a real community asset, but it's not reaching its full potential. The team wanted to use data to better understand and boost visitor numbers and engagement whilst acting ethically and engaging the community in decisions about the data collection and use. Sophie Lloyd, Project Support Officer at Waltham Forest Council, gives us more detail about how the project was set up. So what we did was we worked with Technology Box to install Wi-Fi access points into each main room within Vestry House. And these Wi-Fi access points allowed us to collect anonymous data. So we were able to look at footfall on um, portals, which Technology Box set up for us. As well as this anonymous data, we also created splash pages, which were GDPR compliant due to the new regulations coming into play. And these splash pages asked each resident which logged into the Wi-Fi access point four simple questions, which was their name, their age, their postcode and cultural motivation for visiting the centre. So we were able to collect not only um, anonymous quantitative data, but also qualitative data, which focused on their cultural motivation. We worked with the audience agency to analyse this data and come up with solutions and prototypes on how we can increase and widen engagement within the Vestry House Museum. Although each team was working in the public sector and with local authorities, they faced a diverse range of challenges and expectations. Each project had multiple stakeholders. What kind of challenges can that present at the planning stage? Here's Stephen Revel, CEO of Urban Tide, who worked on the Business Rates Project in North Lanarkshire. The advice I would give to someone looking to start their own project to use data differently in public services is to bring in a multidisciplinary team with the skills and the techniques available to help them. The Doncaster team were focused on careers advice and, as Kat Drew from Us Creates explains, making sure everyone's on the same page when thinking about open data is key. I think the other thing that we were able to draw on existing resources is there are lots of examples of how open data is used and that was really important for us, particularly when we had to bring partners who'd never really heard of open data before along this journey with us. We had to give them examples of how open data was being used in very, very different ways, for example, around bins, around creating new transport routes, around making sure people go to the leisure centre at the right time. So all of these uses of data, while not related to careers, were really important for us to be able to explain easily to partners and bring them on that journey with us. Even with your ambitions and expertise defined, the data that you need may not exist yet. 
in order to show the value of what this data set could be, we needed to mock it up. So um, a colleague, Charlotte, from the um, Doncaster Council team manually scraped the web for it. So she went through every single school and college website, she looked at brochures, she phoned people up and she started to make a data set. We called it in the project Charlotte's List. And what was interesting is it wasn't a perfect list, but we wanted to test its value. And so from that, we were able to create two types of prototypes. Luckily, there are lots of existing guidelines and data sets that are out there, if you know where to look. We were very keen to not reinvent the wheel, but build on everything that is already out there. Um, it was apparent that there are a lot of resources on how to open data and how to redesign services. This is Anne Deere from We Are Snook, who worked on the Business Rates Project in North Lanarkshire. Finding the information and, and finding the one that's relevant for you is difficult. We didn't want to add to the complexity. So we worked based on the Scottish Government Open Data Resource Pack, which is um, put together by the Scottish Government to guide organisations on what they need to do to open data. So we took that as our starting point and we built on it, adding in particular two things. We added the practical aspects. There's the toolkit we created has a series of tools. It has meeting agenda so that you can start your kickoff meeting on the right foot. It has business case templates so that you can use them for your own service. What we added to it as well is the service design part of it. How do you use open data in the context of service redesign? The challenges aren't just about understanding what open data is and where to look for advice. With the new data protection regulations GDPR coming into force, there are new legal protections to consider when working with personal data. At the ODI, we believe that there are also ethical considerations to take into account. We worked with Waltham Forest to run a workshop using our data ethics canvas to explore these. Here's Sophie Lloyd from the Council. We recognised really early on in the project that our proposals had significant ethical and legal considerations. So Jack was able to co-design a workshop with us on the data ethics canvas and we invited our whole Wolven Forest internal team along as well as the audience agency. What we found most useful about this project and this workshop in um, particular was that it really gave us some confidence with working with data and open data, especially due to the new GDPR guidelines coming in. We found that as a council we weren't so confident with the new regulations that were coming into play and so Jack and Peter helped us kind of build on our connections across the council and work with what we already had as well as providing us with new knowledge about open data and we were kind of able to implement this this new knowledge of data straight away in all of our work and um, it's really helped us build as a council in kind of using data in a more a more open way, I guess, and having the confidence to really see how we can use them in future projects. After the workshop, we were able to overcome this and build on our data literacy, and as a result, our confidence around approaching, collecting, analysing and publishing data has grown massively. Getting these challenges right mean that the potential benefits are worth the investment and can save money in the long term. As Anne Deere from We Are Snook explains... One of the aspects that we've uncovered during the project is the opportunity to use data to generate new revenue opportunities um, for local authorities and, and governments. So far, open data projects have often been seen as 
cost centres and uh, nice to have projects but actually we've really highlighted during this project that they can help the council generate new revenue by opening data. Almost opening data is a byproduct, and, and it generates further engagement and promote transparency and create new resources for local authorities. Open data can also help you to better understand the problem you're exploring and start to think about how a service could be delivered in the future. Here's Sophie Lloyd telling us how Waltham Forest is doing this. So the next steps for our project are we're going to continue focusing on the Vestry House Museum because it's entering a phase of transformation in the lead up to the Borough of Culture, um, which is going to go live in 2019. So it's important for us to use this year to explore different ways of putting Vestry House back on the map and um, improving its visual identity within the borough because it does sit within a central location and it's on, on a main road, but it's not being used to its full potential at the moment. So we're going to have a look at how we can use data and the insight that we've got from these portals to prototype its further developments, such as increasing signage and improving its actual cultural offer. So I think we've got some cinema nights on, some pop-up food stalls that might happen there. And um, we're just really looking at putting it out to the public. But it's also important to keep expectations realistic. As Kevin Marshall, a consultant at Us Creates, who worked on the Fuel Poverty Project in Kent, found out. I think one of the major challenges we had that it actually kind of came to light across the process was that we were being very naive and ambitious about what we could do with data. I think we really felt that, you know, we could, by linking data sets, we could find a set of postcodes and just go, you know, there's fuel poverty here, let's target our interventions there. And what we realised through the process was actually we couldn't do that, but actually we're improving the odds that we can identify postcodes where we're more likely to find people in fuel poverty. The good thing is you're bound to be surrounded by experts already. Working with the people who use data on a day-to-day -day basis helped the Kent team get to grips with what was possible. But again, it was the data experts who really kind of helped people understand what this is and what it involves. And that was very much a lesson for us moving forward. It would be to kind of ensure we have that data expertise on the core team, as well as linking out to other experts who we could bring on board. Bringing this information together can help you to think through using this data in new ways. Here's Leo Sharrock, Director of Data Platforms at the Audience Agency, who worked on the Waltham Forest project. The thing that we don't do phenomenally well is to uh, use data and information not just to design and deliver services, but to kind of measure the impact um, and effect and to show what's working and what isn't working and to make that evaluation and change our practices going forward. So I think we saw this as a real opportunity. It's clear that there's been a lot of different learnings across a really broad range of projects. So before we wrap up, I'll leave you with a roundup of the key pieces of advice from each team. First off, Dipna Patney, Chair of the Kent Energy Efficiency Partnership. Perhaps when, when embarking on any new project, whilst it's it's good to have a pilot which demonstrates a business case for future broader and bigger projects that we can take on. At the same time, I think people need to be aware of the whole area of data and, and, and how it can be handled sort of between different organisations. It's key to be adaptable to change, according to Waltham Forest Sophie Lloyd. 
A little bit of advice that I would give to someone looking to start their own project is to be creative and open-minded when it comes to data collection and analysis. Uh, the results that are produced may not meet your expectations and they may challenge some assumptions that you have, but in a good way, of course, and I would use this as a way to kind of just explore your own creativity and really prototype and brainstorm and use it as a real agile project so it can be really fun to run and deliver. And I would also suggest that anyone approaching this project should consider the data ethics canvas very early on in the project as soon as possible. So familiarise yourself with the data ethics canvas and like us run an internal workshop with all the stakeholders within the council or your project team because this can drive up confidence and awareness and really get people on board with this project. Kat Drew from Us Creates, who worked with Doncaster Council, has three bits of advice. First of all, don't assume people know what open data is. Use every opportunity along the project when you're engaging with partners to reinforce what it is and also to provide really tangible case studies about how it's being used, even if it is in a completely different sector to the one you're working in. Um, secondly, is even if you don't have your ideal data set, uh, you can create a prototype version of that, a dummy version or an imperfect version, but just something that you, you have something to use to prototype something tangible and test it. And then through doing that, you can ask people, is this valuable or not? And then make the case, the business case, if you need to get additional resources or time to create a more perfect version of it. And the third thing is that design is really, really important. It's not just about making the data open and putting it out there. It's also about making it accessible and desirable. And one of the nicest learnings, I think, from the Doncaster project was Doncaster learners, 15 to 18-year-olds, loved how we graphically presented the wireframes to them. They were uh, beautiful. They were desirable and just doing this they said to us no one had ever bothered to design something so good for them and uh, although we don't have the evidence to back this up my feeling is that um, that must change the sense of aspirations for themselves and for their career paths. Most importantly know that you're not alone in wanting to use open data to transform public services. Anne Deer from We Are Snook worked on the business rates project in North Lanarkshire. So some advice if you were looking to start your own project, I think it would be to start building a network around you. If you were doing this work 10-15 years ago, then you would pretty much be on your own or end up being a trailblazer. But it's not the case anymore. There's lots of people who have done it at various levels of local authority and government. So surround yourself with people who can guide you, who can... Um, reassure you because there's a lot of, of um, worry about opening data so some people have done it follow what they do um, to get yourself started this project is part of a wider piece of work by the ODI to support public sector organizations to use open data so far we've published a report looking at patterns for how open data is currently used in the public sector and released case studies of the four teams you've listened to today on our website we're keen to work with public sector organisations to test and develop a range of tools to help you use open data in your public service. If you're interested in finding out more, head to our website, theodi.org, or tweet us at ODIHQ. You've been listening to an Open Data in Public Services edition of the ODI podcast. Thanks to all who took part, and thank you for listening. <laughs>